Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Hey, that's us. That's us. We're getting hyped. So hyped. We're getting hyped. Hope you enjoyed your holiday parties this weekend. I hope you got extra use of your ugly Christmas sweater. Hope you enjoyed some panettone. Hope you enjoyed a nice fruitcake and some eggnog. And let's enjoy our Monday with Cavino and Rich. I hope you had a messy weekend. Not like a sloppy weekend. Oh, like a Lionel Messi type yeah, of weekend. Yeah, like an Argentina or a Vikings. Woo. Greatest comeback ever sort of weekend. A Chandler Jones type of weekend. Yeah, not a Mac Jones sort oh, of weekend. Oh, man. Well, not hey. a Patriots weekend. Welcome to Kavino on Rich. We're going to get to all that and more uh, on an action-packed Monday show. Christmas week. I don't even know where to begin. I know where to begin. Live from L.A., broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Huh. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. That's a good place to start. Yeah, so we have a there lot to get to. We're going to talk about the World Cup. Again, for the casual fans, right? There's a lot of people that eat, sleep, and breathe. I switched up the S word. Yeah, Eat, sleep, and breathe. Soccer. But for the casual fan, did you see enough soccer to last you a lifetime because the game was that good? You can't outdo that game. Or no. did it inspire you to watch some more? We'll talk World Cup, the dramatic ending. We're going to talk about the dumbest plays ever in, in sports and in NFL because, well, our very own Danny G may have witnessed a top five dumbest moment live. Had to be. That, that's definitely a top five dumb moment. You know what it is? We don't see... Water Wolves plays of the year. We don't see like the blooper reels like we did in the 80s and 90s growing up. Because if we did, that's permanently found a place on that video. I used to love the blooper. I used to have them on VHS. I used to get them in the mail. Baseball. Funny side up. How about that? I used to get all the bloopers. Anyway, we're going to get to a lot of nonsense here on the show. But like we always do, after a nice long weekend of kick-ass sports... Things that made you go. Hmm. Let's go, baby! 
Things that make you go, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. And can I just say, I remember getting my CNC Music Factory CD from Columbia House. We brought that up. I still owe them at least a few hundred bucks. Hundred? You owe them a thousand dollars. Maybe a few thousand. I don't know. Remember to buy the. Uh, There's only a penny, though. How can you owe them so much money? Because that's not how it works. Okay. You so. get 12 CDs for a penny, right? Then you right. Had to buy, like, then you had to buy 12 at regular price, but they jacked it up to like 20 bucks each CD. <laughs> so right, we, never yeah. bought, like we, next... never, we never bought the other ones, and right. you just keep ordering the 12 for a penny. Right, right. <laughs> Bobby Brown for $32. Exactly. What? So yeah. if I don't get any Christmas presents this year, it's probably from. From that years and years ago. Kavino's still paying his Columbia House debt. Sorry, yeah. everybody. So I remember getting my CNC Music Factory, courtesy of Columbia House. But it's things that make you go, hmm. All your takeaways, your observations, no wrong answers here. Wherever your mind went watching this crazy weekend of football, you had Saturday and Sunday football and football. My, my first observation is I could sort of get with it. I don't think it should be permanent. But towards the end of the year, I do like the final two or three weeks of the season incorporating Saturday games. It does give you a little extra fun. Like, ooh, that's right. College football is done for now. Well, why Why do you like it? Tell me. Just because it gives you another day of, of football watching? Well, I guess now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Teams are fighting for a spot. There's, why there's I more like games it. to watch. And I was like, oh, Saturday and Sunday? I yeah, got your, stuff? your Sunday is less saturated with all these other games going on. Like you know how red zone is just like impossible. Spread it out. Yeah, yeah. Like red zone is like it's just high anxiety, right? It's just too much going on. That's why I can't All do these red games. zone. But when you take a few games away and you add them on a Saturday, red zone is a lot more manageable. Again, I don't think it's it should easier be easier. Uh, Sunday's easier to follow yeah. when you mix the games up with a Saturday Sunday schedule. I don't think it should be permanent, but I do love the final weeks of the season. The NFL did the right thing there because when there's that void of oh college we now we're just waiting for the bowl games and everything hey why not throw some Saturday NFL football and Kavino's right those early games the 10 a.m. West Coast 1 p.m. East Coast games a lot of weeks when there's when there's only a Thursday night game preceding that there's like it feels like 10 one o'clock games right so so, <laughs> you, so have a, nice. you have a greater grasp of what's going on with the other games you know otherwise there's too many I kind of like it too, Rich. I'm with you on that one. All right. Well, my first observation. Can I get it out the way? Sure. I'm, I'm not even going to mention the Vikings. I'm going to mention the flip side of that greatest comeback in NFL history. I feel like poor Matt, poor Matt Ryan's legacy has been sealed as the guy that's part of the losing end of the worst games. Well, Like yeah. Matt Ryan is I now mean, synonymous with blown Super Bowl and... When you ever reference the biggest comeback of all time, he's, he's on, on the losing, losing end. end of that yeah. with different teams. So he is just the only commonality between the worst Super Bowl comeback and a blown Super Bowl and the worst blown lead in a game. The only common denominator, Matthew Ryan. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. It really is. But man, what a game that was. That was just straight up ridiculous. Yeah, we all have Vikings friends. <laughs> you're, you're Viking friends? We all have. Oh, your friend Leaf? Yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> that guy. You know that guy. Oh, well, your Nordic pals? Oh, my Nordic pals. They wear a uh, berserker. Well, we all have uh, friends helmets? that root for the Vikings. Lots of so gingers. I was tuned in. We all thought that game was done. Everybody thought that game was done. You were like, what? 
33 nothing at the half. You know, what I, is going on? I bet on I bet on the Vikings in that game in a in a money line parlay with a bunch of other things and I was like, "Oh man, first game of the day my parlay's dead." I assumed like I was like, "Oh, just it's, yeah, uh, but it's how over. many people assumed like Rich, right? How many people tuned out, didn't even look back and then found out later? How many people ribbed on their friends who root for the Vikings? Like, "Yeah, dude, did they even show up today?" Only to eat their words later on when we saw that comeback. Vikings end up winning 39-36. That was ridiculous. You know how uh, a lot of games now offer the player prop parlays? We talk about it with DraftKings once in a while. I'm telling you, I'm getting hot with those. Yeah. it's uh, I'm, I'm, I've been picking the, the quarterback to throw for, let's say, over 300 yards, a touchdown, and then it usually links it up with, and, you know, like... Jefferson with 100 yards receiving. Like, if you do those, some you're getting, like, plus 800 on some of these. Like, plus 1,000 on some of these weird in-game parlays. So so it's better to do to pick, like, the, what could happen in the actual game between the players as opposed to picking yeah, three separate I'm, games. I'm, I'm, new to, I'm new to the parlay in-game stuff. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of fun possibilities that could get enticing because it's like, ooh, so it's uh, plus a 1,000? Like, bet 100 to win 1,000 if, all right, Kirk Cousins over 300 yards, uh, Jefferson eight receptions over, and over 100 yards, and a Vikings win. So you're like, all right, four things. Ooh. It gets gets enticing. But my big takeaway there is that Niners fans at halftime were like, wow, we're the two seed. And it's like, not so fast. You're not the two seed. 49ers are the three seed. But the Vikings... Imagine that plays come playoff time. Imagine they actually keep the two seed now because of that amazing comeback. I mean, they had 39 points in that half to Indianapolis's three. And you got to give props to Cousins, never giving up. And also being in shock. I loved his reaction at the end of the game, too, when he didn't realize that it was the greatest comeback in NFL history. You know, he threw for 460 yards, four tutties. And it does make me think about where we place him in all the quarterbacks. was talking about it with Jason Stewart of Gottlieb's show at your Christmas party this weekend. And Jason was saying he still keeps him in the third echelon of quarterbacks. Third tier? Third tier. Like, he's not superstar. He's not, you know, but... Like Kavino said, minus... I don't know. Minus the Super Bowl from Drew Brees. Kavino goes, do you look at Cousins like Brees level? My God, as far as talent level, level, like, the guy is capable... He's very capable. Just leave it at that. Danny G, where do you put him? Where do you put uh, Kirk Cousins? What tier, if there were tiers that we're making up right now? He, I would say tier two. I would say he'd be at the tail end of tier one, right at the tail end wow. of it. So if you're yeah. saying tier one is like Mahomes, Josh Allen. I would say, I are you know. going one through 14 for the first tier? How many in the first one? <sighs> one through you 12? Can, uh, you can't five. Top, yeah, like five like, oh, give me top five, five tier. Well, like, of who's, course. Who's top five for you in your in your mind right now? You, I mean, Mahomes, Josh Mahomes, Allen. yep. Allen's got to be in there. Herbert's got to be in the top five. Herbert. I'm saying as far as talent, right? Right. Jalen Hurts. Hurts, the way he's playing. Yeah, yeah, would have to be around six. I mean, where would you put – Derek Carr has always fallen right around 12, right where Dak Prescott is. Kirk Cousins is right around there. Yeah. Oh, top tier, uh, Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> kidding, kidding. No, but it does make yeah. you think, you know, what he's capable of and – you know, when he's on, he's yeah. great. Oh, we of forgot, course, so we forgot of course, Aaron Rodgers. I was just going to say that. Aaron Rodgers, when he's on and his team is playing mm. well, he's he's definitely there. And you got to, you know, pause for a second and, and realize that just when you thought you've seen it all, that's the beauty of sports. 
right? There's always something. There's always a record being broken. There's always someone doing something that no one's ever done before. And you think of how long these games have been played. And regardless of the sport, you're like, man, that's incredible. Yeah, I'll be honest. You know, like that that was the greatest NFL comeback in history. And you watched it. We yeah, saw it. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I can't be the only one that was Saturday morning out here on the West Coast. That game started at 10 a.m. Saturday. Yeah, I couldn't I believe was, it. I was playing softball. I wrapped up the game, got in my car, told my wife, I'm on my way home, I'll bro, grab the kids some uh, some pancakes and you want you want coffee? I'm stopping at Starbucks. Did like, you grab it, paint? You did you grab some Mickey D's hot cakes? My kids love hot cakes. Does it still come? Still come in that like white in that styrofoam that he's no, used to come in? No, no, like a plastic container. <laughs> my kid, yeah, that's the easiest breakfast. Did you get those Mickey D's hash browns, yeah, crispy oh, hash brown. Oh yeah, you know, hash browns are way overpriced now. What do you? What you know how much a hash brown is? Worth no, it. How much? What do you think is like a dollar or something? Yeah. Two seventy nine for a hash brown. Worth it. I mean, look at you, Daddy Stacks complaining about two seventy nine. Not saying that it's a freaking hash brown. Yeah, no. I'm right. about to. I'm sorry, I'm glad I said freaking. All right, so I'm on my way home, and my wife's like, "Isn't football on today too?" I was like, "Yeah, baby, it is." Don't worry about the first game. We don't need to turn it on. It's thirty three nothing. I was in my car, and it was halftime, and I'm like, oh, "I'll be home for the second half of a game that ah, I guess I look forward to the second and third game." Then I'm like, well, "Wait, all right, quick touchdown." Ooh. Then you start saying, like, all right, I'm going to go from my phone to watching. You know that mode where you're like, this is not worth turning on, but I'll keep an eye? After the second touchdown, I'm like, eh, let's, let's turn it on. Let's keep an eye on this. And my goodness. Ridiculous. Everything that possibly could have went wrong for the Colts did. Like, they just couldn't move the ball. And every time Minnesota got the ball, they were moving. And it's like, what? The tale of two halves. It's wild. It really was. That way. Like, you should have heard. The greatest example of that. Yeah, you should have heard the broadcast on Fox Sports Radio here on Saturday. It was Steve Hartman and Ephraim Salam, the second show I produce on Saturdays. And they were doing Red Zone Radio they lost their mind on that long <laughs> Dalvin Cook run. Yes, uh, it was so. It gave me chills. Their call of it was awesome, and of course they get the two point conversion. And is there any way you could find it? Because I'm going to find. Yeah, I'm going to find I, that. For I, you. I remember my reaction watching that too. I was I, just I, like, you know, what? and they also, and the they also got uh, they also got screwed because they should have had a touchdown on that scoop on the fumble scoop yes, and score, yes. and it got called back, and they didn't. If you remember, they did not score a touchdown on that drive. So, man, it is. It, it was a hell of a game, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. Oh, Again, poor yeah. Matt Ryan. That's that's takeaway one. We've only hit one game, and we're we're into it already. But poor Matt Ryan. I mean, between the Super Bowl as a Falcon and now this game as a Colt, you know he, is, he, too, is the, he is the face of you, boy. I know, but you know, adds insult to injury is that social media gets a hold of those stats. The meme is created. By the way, I mean, who do we thank for all these sports updates, courtesy of the memes? Who is the genius? Who's the Lanny Poffo oh, behind the, uh, all these? The unsung heroes of society, the, right? meme, the meme makers. Of sports and life. I get my jokes and my news and my stats, courtesy of memes. There's going to be a documentary one day on Netflix about the meme makers. The and meme it's a bunch makers. Of like, bunch of weirdos in their basement like, I made another great There's one. There's some <laughs> excited Vikings fan you know, uh, using Photoshop to create this meme about Matt Ryan. And then that just really sticks in everyone's mind. Like He's the recipient. I think that's the key is you got to have a lot. You got to have some time. And I don't yeah. think people in here, to be honest with you, not no offense to the meme aficionados, <laughs> but I think all of, us in, all of us in here probably have not a lot of time to They're be gonna worried make one about, about, about like you. That. Yeah, now there's a Ramos meme. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Who the hell is Ramos? That's going to be the, me- the meme uh, moving forward today. So you-, you watch that game and you're like, oh, my God, poor 
Matt Ryan. And then you see all the social media memes about the oh, guy. Oh, and there's the, 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 the picture, the still photo of yeah. it looks like someone's sticking a finger in his butt. You saw that? Like, uh, one of the defenders is grabbing him, but it, it's like, it's like an, it's a terribly timed photo. So everyone just down on Matt Ryan, and you feel for the guy, and it's like, man, he he thought he would continue his legacy somewhere else. Like, all right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take this no, sort of ready cult team. You know how uh, Danny G's like, it's the tale of two halves? It's like... Yeah, it was 33 nothing and 36-3. I mean, the tail that was the two for Matt Ryan, you know, itself. The guy was on fire the first half. 33 points he scored. Some turnovers, too, but still. Yeah, I know, like, but ah, they were winning 33 yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, then not, then three points the rest of the game. Man. We that, played that a soundbite of uh, Jeff Saturday saying, hey, you know, we just didn't do what we need to do in the second half. I'm like, what do you need to do? You're winning 33 zip. I, like, <laughs> like, what more? Did you have won 64-nothing? I mean, of all the days for, for him to win, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Like Saturday on a Saturday. Oh, there were so many bad Saturday dad jokes yeah. on Twitter. I saw oh, them all. Trust all me. the bad Saturday dad jokes and the the, uh, the whole concept of, oh, Jeff Satter's the head coach. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. <laughs> worst blown lead in NFL history? Nice. Oh, maybe that. Oh, man. bad. Wow. So, again, your phone calls and your feedback, 877-99 on Fox or at Covino and Rich on social media. Things that made you go, hmm. Hmm. All can, your takeaways uh, from week 15. Can I give you one more? In that? Listen, I have a ton of takeaways, but yeah. next one. I think the Ravens are in trouble. The Ravens? I don't know if it's the Browns looking pretty, you know, you know, pretty decent with Deshaun Watson and, you know, playing good defense. But the Ravens, they've, even the games they've won over the past month have been close games against bad teams. And if the Ravens find themselves, even in the first car, the first round of the playoffs without Lamar Jackson, they're an easy goodbye. They're an easy see you later. Because, you know, it's the, it's the Bengals division now. Yeah, they couldn't put up any points. And, yeah, the Ravens put up a three spot. I mean, you're not going to win putting up a three spot, no. but that team looks very really, deflating. They look really bad without Lamar Jackson. And again, if you look at their schedule the last few weeks, they've snuck by some bad teams, and we just sort of all chalked it up to like, ah, oh, they're you know, do what you got to do, you got to win. That was the snoozer of the Saturday games. But yeah, look, they they beat the Steelers last week, sixteen fourteen. They beat the Broncos ten nine. Um, you know, they they beat the Ravens a few weeks. Um, the Ravens beat the Panthers like a couple weeks ago, thirteen three. They've been beating bad teams. By little margin, so by losing to the Browns, now you're wondering, like, are they, are they just bad? Is Lamar Jackson carrying that team? That's another takeaway from week 15. All right, well, we're going to leave a lot of the takeaways for you, too. So, Fox Sports Radio Nation, be dialing. We're going to get to all your phone calls and feedback next. And remember, uh, was Danny G part of the <laughs> history of the NFL? He was there to witness one of the dumbest plays ever. Is it a top five or think of the dumbest plays in NFL and in sports history? We'll go over that later. But things that made you go, hmm, week 15, we get to your feedback next. All right. TireRack.com, Cavino and Rich. And since 1979, they've been helping people find the right tires for how, what, and where they drive. Their team of experts has the knowledge and passion to assist every driver, and they're just a phone call or click away. Websites packed with information, advice, and tools to make buying the right tires a snap, like the Tire Decision Guide. Answer a few questions. You get a personalized tire recommendation in two minutes or less. They sell only the best brands in the industry.
like the high performance. Hankook Ventus Tire, the all-season Optimo lineup, and the off-road capable Hankook Dynapro light truck and SUV tire. Ratings, reviews, test results, and a national network of over 10,000 recommended installers. Free road hazard protection and fast free shipping with delivery in as little as one day. In many areas, they even do mobile tire installation that comes to your home or office. Tire installation on your terms, game changer. Telling you, go to TireRack.com slash sports. See for yourself. TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Again. <laughs> Again. By the way, again. The meme's already circulating. Who's Ramos? <laughs> who's this guy? Thank you, Tony Anglin. Look, who's Ramos? Who's Ramos? What does his opinion matter? The memes are circulating. All right. We're thanking all the meme makers who ruin reputations, who crush Matt Ryan's already hurt feelings immediately after the game's over. Did you see um, when Argentina appeared to be blowing it before they won the World Cup? When it was 2 nothing, and they, they let that slip. 
you know, thanks to Mbappe, who's a G, there were a lot of memes of who's coaching Argentina, and it was Jeff Saturday. Did you see that meme? <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Today we salute you. <laughs> Jeff Saturday and meme maker. Yeah, you, meme maker at home. Anyway, thank you guys. I'll tell you who he is. DJ John Ramos on the ones and twos. Hola. He's the guy running stuff right now, along with, well, we all know Mike runs this place. John Ramos just runs stuff. Yeah. We got Danny G on the phones. 877-99 on Fox. Got Lowenkron on the update. Spotty's here putting up videos for your viewing pleasures, guys, so you can play along at home at Covino and Rich. But wishing you a happy holiday week from our Fox Sports Radio family to yours. Hope so, you had a nice weekend. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more, as Britney Spears once said. Give me your takeaway. Oh, yeah, takeaway. We're talking about things tale that of made who, you go, hmm. Tale of two halves, right? We talked about the Vikings game itself. Yeah. Right? How about... The Lions season itself. Like, I feel like they just turned it on. No? The Lions lost five very, very close games this year. If you look back at the Lions schedule. Well, it even goes back to last year. We were saying the same thing. Like, they're really tough. God, they're so close. Man, they're turning they're really the corner. Tough. Yeah. And our, our boy Joel, who runs the board for Dan Patrick, he must be stoked. He's always got his Lions hat on. But the Lions are real. And I think it's safe to they're say. They're a tough team. I think it's safe to say. They don't stink by any means. People rather see the Lions in the playoffs than, let's say, the faltering Giants. Who did win yesterday? I'll give them that. They did beat the Commanders. I did not think that was going to happen. But still, like, the Lions are such a fun team. They're hot. They lost so many close games, like I guess. 500 now. 7-7. Seven 7-7. So, seven. Seven seven over the Jets, 2017. And proven that, again, they're a scrappy, tough team. Here's my other takeaway. Things that make you go, hmm. I also feel reminded, Rich, before we move on from the Lions, that Goff is like making a statement. Like, hey, hey, hey. I feel like a lot of you guys forgot remember about me. Remember me? Top draft pick? Yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. Remember hey, me? Yeah. I'm still pretty Hi. good. You know, and I feel like I said it last week, I believe. We're noticing like a, a command that he's taking with this team. Like we're seeing some Goff fired. Do you guys agree with that? I, I, I feel it. I see it. I've always, as a Rams fan, yeah. where Jared played here for a while, I always felt that Goff was a very good quarterback. The problem he had for me was he's a very good quarterback when no one's running him down or just, when he could sit in the pocket and throw, wonderful. The problem is when he has a little bit of push and that's when he just kind of Pressure. falls to the ground. Uh, he had a lot of a lot of good blocking for him on that this last game, but for the most part, if you watch him, that's his problem. Is he tends to not really? Yeah, he, and he does not like David Bowie under pressure. No. Is what you're saying? He does <laughs> not. Right. He's not like yeah. Billy Joel pressure. Goff is great in the pocket with protection, and you're, you're reminding yourself that oh yeah, he was a top draft pick. Oh yeah, he did take the Rams to a Super Bowl. They lost and, oh, yeah, to the, he's to the not Patriots. Like older, but, washed up, or anything. You know. He's still very capable. And he's got a beautiful wifey and he's living he's living his life. He just you know, when we when he went from the Rams to Detroit, everyone's like, Oh, like he got shipped to Michigan. Like right. it was like poor Jared Goff. But you know what? That team's fun to watch. And I think most people that don't have a horse in that race in that division in the NFC would say, you know what? It would be cool to see the Lions slip in with the seventh seed, win a couple in a row now, keep it going. Um, other things that made you go, hmm. My biggest observation. Is the the South stinks? Say that five times fast. The South stinks. <laughs> the South thinks. The South thinks. The South thinks. The South. The South. The South thinks. Thank you, Mike. The South stinks. AFC and NFC, and you got to say to yourself, does anyone want to win this? 
The Titans. I think we're, we're, this is the story that no one's talking about because I guess it's not sexy or salacious. And truthfully, neither of these teams are going to go anywhere come playoff time. But the Titans are collapsing and have now given the Jacksonville Jags every opportunity to win that division. They play the final week of the season. So, ooh, if Jacksonville... I'm not sure I knew that. That's, yeah, that's a horse of a different color. Jacksonville plays... The Texans. Now, I know the Texans have played some really good teams tough the last couple weeks, the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Yeah, they played all right the past two or three weeks. Yeah. But but the Jags and the Titans both play the Texans. So if they get two of those wins, if they stay the course is what I'm saying, week 18 will be Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars for the division. And to think that Trevor Lawrence is really coming into his own. We were looking at the stats before the game and... Before the show, and Danny G, and I'm sure Ramos will back us up. That what was it, 24 TDs, 24 tutties, seven picks. Like, well, and at, at he moments, threw for 318 yards, four tutties yesterday to beat the Cowboys. I mean, 40 points, 40 to 34 to six and eight now, and they got that momentum in their favor. And you but, notice there was a point where he he still shows once in a while, like he's trying to he's trying so hard to just be the man. Remember he fumbled with the, with minutes to go. Yeah. They, they still ended up winning the game, but that could have been that could have been the the bad play of the game. But you win, you forget those things. But he did fumble in the fourth quarter on a on a run. But yo, Trevor Lawrence is looking like the guy. Maybe we thought he'd be that generational guy. Now that he's getting people around him and some good coaching. So that made me go, hmm, thinking, ooh, Jacksonville could win that division. Yeah, they'd win it at like... Doesn't it make you say, hmm, about the Cowboys too, though? Hmm. That wasn't surprising to you? No, it made him say, hmm. Yeah, man, maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe I guess go, not. I'm sorry. Uh, the Cowboys but it did for me. I was every, like, man, the, I thought the Cowboys should have won that game. Yeah, every team hits a bump in the road here. There, the, the Cowboys... That was their bump? Uh, they're 10-4. and four. They're still a good team. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're saying. Last week they almost lost to Houston, and now they almost, you know, they <laughs> they've lost. been in a few close <laughs> games <laughs> where I thought it shouldn't have been that close. <laughs> what did I say though? And there, there's always certain teams things that, that make you go. Yeah, but <laughs> things that make you go. Eh. Yeah, you save that for next time, Reggie. Yeah, that's the next segment. No, but <laughs> I said that the Cowboys appear to be a team that play at the level of competition, right? Where I think that's not a good quality to have. No. And we saw it last week. We saw it again. This time, you know, they lost. They got to step it up in those well, moments. The Cowboys will be the top wild card likely in the NFC, which means they would play whoever wins the NFC South. So the Cowboys have the easiest first playoff game out of anyone because they're playing. And by the way, speaking of that, what about the NFC South? Tom Brady loses again. First time in his career, he has eight losses, yet they're still in first place at six and eight. Every other team in that division is five and nine. Yeah, but they look like doo doo pie, and they play, they really and do. they all play each other for the remaining, you know, part of the season. There's going to be an under. A, a, I think there might be a two game under five hundred team that wins that division, and it's it stinks. It stinks. The whole place stinks. And you know, we for the first time touched on the Buccaneers losing to the Bengals because that made me say because hmm. I thought, you know, like I said, I know. Can't be two games on the five hundred. By the way, I was wrong. You can't do that with a seventeen game schedule. So <laughs> someone's either going to win it seven and ten. No, there's no way someone will win that. Mm. Yo, well, it's things possible. that make you go. It's <laughs> po- it's possible that someone could win that division at seven and ten. Mm. How insane does that sound? A seven and ten team would make the playoffs. It's got to feel good for Joe Burrow to get the Tom Brady win. You know, 
Especially when Tom Brady looked like they had that game. First time Tom Brady lost a game at home after being up 17 nothing. Exactly. So not used to seeing that. They lose to the Bengals. I felt smart after that because I, I, I liked, uh, I very much liked the Bengals minus three and a half. And I'm like, minus three and a half? Yeah, they're, they're going to annihilate Tampa. When it was 17 nothing, I felt like the dumbest guy. And then, much like the Minnesota game, tale of two halves. I think that's the takeaway from a lot of games, a lot of seasons. You know, we mentioned the Lions, tale of two halves as the takeaway so far. And we still haven't even touched on the Raiders, Patriots, which our very own Danny G was at. And we're going to talk about that. Hold that, because I'm going to tell you that. You ever notice that? That made me say, (laughs) that made me say, what? No, no, no. Our next segment is things that make you go, what? Sorry. No, I got this. I got another thing that made me go, huh, <laughs> and that is, uh, I, I'm going to anoint the best worst team in football. The best worst team. The okay. best worst team in football. The best worst team. I, I need, I need a hell yeah from someone in the studio backing me up on this. Because if you watch them on the regular, I looked at their schedule to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. Don't you feel like the Chicago Bears are the best three and eleven team that you can remember? Usually, when a team's like three and eleven on their way to like top draft pick status, if a team's going to end up with a top two or three pick, aren't they usually like an easy win? Well, because you I know Justin, like the, Fe- you like Justin Fields, Justin his Fields. explosive speed, what he's capable of. You know, you feel like you're you're always in it with with him if he has the ball. They have. They have moments where you're like, yo, this Bears team is not far off, yet yeah. they're 3-11. and 11. So you watch that team, and you, you got if you're a Bears fan, you should, I don't think you should be so bummed. I think you, much like Danny G's Raiders, you're... No, they pushed the Eagles Sometimes when you, lo- when you lose a lot of close games and you have a bad record, it's sort of like, hey, we're, just, we're close. We're just getting all the bad breaks. Yeah, I think if you're not watching them, you think they stink. The Bears are... They don't stink. They're a tough... They're the toughest 3-11 team. You know, earlier in the year, I was like, the Giants are the worst, best record team. I said that about the Cardinals a year ago. I, I think the Bears are not an easy put away in the NFL this year at all. All right. Uh, your feedback, your phone calls, but let's go to Isaac Lohenkron for an update. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts sprained his throwing shoulder in yesterday's win over Chicago, oh, leaving wow. his status... Yeah, it leaves Ooh. his status in doubt appearance on Thursday. Finally, in Major League Baseball, former Cincinnati Reds pitcher Tom Browning has died at the age of 62. No cause of death has been announced yet. Browning was part of the Reds' 1990 World Championship team. He was an all-star the following season, and back in 1988, he pitched a perfect game. Here is the final out of Tom Browning's perfect game, as called in 1988 by Hall of Fame announcer Marty Brenneman. He is ready for the 2-2 to Woodson, and here it comes. And it is swung out and missed. And Tom Browning has pitched a perfect game. 27 outs in a row, and he is being mobbed by his teammates just to the third base side of the mound. Fellas, all yours. Thank you, Isaac Lohenkron. Thank you. Lohenkron, John Ramos, Danny G. I got to ask Isaac Lohenkron, are you ready? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you ready for for, 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 uh, for what? Minshew mania. If uh, Jalen Hurts, I'm, 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 if Jalen Hurts can't make the start, I'm wearing jorts right now. Oh. Uh, as it were, actually. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a that's a fun backup to have. I guess if you if you're uh, if you're 13 and one and your guy can't go, uh, Gardner Minshew might be a fun watch by to play the, the Cowboys. By the way, guys, 
isn't this eerily similar to what happened the year the Eagles actually won the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. late season Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. Ooh, that would be interesting. I, I wonder how that would shake up. If I mean, you know, hopefully for Jalen Hurts' sake, it's, uh, you know, mild, but... Imagine if he was out for a significant period of time or possibly anything in the playoffs. That would shake up the whole NFC. Oh, that changes everything. And then you're going to see more Minshew memes. People, the internet, social media loves Minshew. And memes. And Ramos. And and memes and Ramos. Yeah, so (laughs) Minshew mania will begin Hey, if he doesn't get better. Yeah, so wow. Let's go to Jeremy in Alabama. What's up, Jeremy? You're on with Kevin on Rich. Man, I am doing good. Look, I heard y'all talking about the Detroit Lions. They're they sneaky sitting, good, man. They're sneaky good. Yeah, they could be sitting comfortably in first place right now, though, because I feel like their offense won them seven games and their defense lost them seven games. And uh, at the end of this week, y'all get ready. Uh, Todd Fritz, Dan Patrick show, show uh, most valuable Dan that. You guys have a good one. Merry Christmas. Thank, Thank you. you but- and yeah. speaking of the Dan Patrick show, we'll be filling in. On the That's right. what? 28th, 29th, and 30th. 28th, 29th, and 30th. You don't like calendars of right next week. So <laughs> looking forward to that. By the way, t- when you look at some of the Lions' losses, not to backtrack and be all ADD, but they lost a lot of close games. Just listen to some of the close games the 7 and 7 Lions have lost. Because we talk about how they're an exciting, fun 7 and 7 team. Some tough breaks. They lost to the Seahawks 48 45. They gave up 48 points to Geno Smith. They lost opening week to the 13-1 Eagles, 38-35. They lost um, to the Vikings, 28-24 in a close division game. Oh, yeah. They lost to the Dolphins, 31-27 in a a last-minute game. They lost to the Bills, 28-25 Thanksgiving Day. All so close they, games. All close games. So, you know, a couple balls bouncing a different way. They, they, you know, the Lions could be 9-5. and five or, But you they know, got some momentum. They figured so, it out a little bit. Hey, so Good for them. Are we ready to get into things that make you go, whoa? Yeah, maybe we'll get to that. And uh, whether or not Danny was at one of the stupidest plays in the history of oh, sports. Did Danny witness things live? Things that make you go, huh? We'll get to all that live from the Tyrac.com studio. More Kavino on Rich next. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy holidays. Hope you had a happy holiday weekend. Mm, holidays. Mm. CNR. On FSR, Covino and Rich on social media, at Covino and Rich, at Steve Covino, at Rich Davis. What's up, buddy? Live from the Tyrac.com studio. Uh, do you know the movie this is from? I do. What you got, Spot? Uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Correct, Amundo. And by the way, Brain I, Busters. I just said As he's uh, heading into Manhattan I just made from a, the airport. I just made a Ramos meme. Ramos, check your phone. <clears throat> Okay. Oh, we got to blow this up. We got to make it viral. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to go viral. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. This is, the, this is the hot new meme in town. Fox I'm... Sports Radio. Hit us up at Covino and Rich. Let's go viral. It's a picture of Rama sitting at the console. I, I would I... like to think so, but I, I, I doubt Let's that. Let's go. You think I have time to make memes? Losers make memes, John Rama. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I didn't say losers. That's your <laughs> no, words, not mine. Now you just quoted. Uh, it's on the meme. No, it's, no. If, if it's on the meme, it's it's real. Hey, <laughs> we've all been misquoted. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us, Cavino and Rich. Shout out to the iHeartRadio app. If you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, thank you. Hey. If you're listening in the future, what's up, future person, <laughs> future boy? What's up? Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe. All we want for Christmas is. For you and your friends to subscribe for free, search Covino and Rich, C-O-V-I-N-O, Covino and Rich, wherever you stream your podcasts. And by the way, leave a review because that'll qualify you for something big in the future. Positive review. Yeah, 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 yeah. Positive Positive review. review. And uh, remember to retweet (laughs) our our very viral meme about John Ramos. And he's right. Who has time to make these memes? Yeah, but But I I, I appreciate it. I love them. Yes, I love them at the same time. Again... As we get ready for Monday Night Football, welcome to Fox Sports Radio Tailgate, presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. Why are you trying to steal my flavor? What do you mean? (laughs) It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty, roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, and BigGreenEgg.com. And again, the Rams and Packers tonight. We just got a one-star review on the podcast. It says, Ramos just called me a loser. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, geez, man. man. Oh. Thanks a lot, Ramos. Well, who does have time to make memes? God bless the people that do. They make me laugh. I'll tell you what. They it's are. amazing to me. They're amazing. You know, some crazy st- thing will happen in sports or life. You go on social media. I'm like, are these people on standby at their meme maker? There's like- a whole page called NFL Memes. Yeah, yeah, and it's but just memes from the weekend. They're funny. wild. I, I, the I applaud. By the way, the applaud those people. Always wins. Yeah, they're so funny. They're undefeated, and it's immediate. And man, if you have a bad game, look out because they're coming after you, a la Matt Ryan. But any other final thoughts yes. on things that make you go, "Ay, Dios mío"? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest 
thing that made me go, hmm. I it made me go, what? Th things that make you go, I chihuahua. It made me say, hi, hi, hi. Como se dice, what? Was the last play of the Patriots Raiders game? It was. I was like, are they playing hot potato? This is football. This is a. This yo, is a hot potato. Let's take it to overtime, shall we? What are you doing? And that big huh leads us to our next discussion. Was that the dumbest play in NFL history? Well, listen. Is it top five all time? <laughs> you got to listen to the call. Take take a listen to the call to the final play. Mac Jones hands it off on a draw to Ramondre Stevenson. Breaks out of a tackle at the 50. Has the 45. Breaks away from another tackle. Pitches it backwards. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. And a step forward. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. I can't believe what I just saw. This is unbelievable. I got me down. <laughs> wow! On the first night of Hanukkah. On the first night of on the first night of Hanukkah, no less. On the first night of that Hanukkah. Was what a miracle! Jason oh, Horowitz my. and Lincoln Kennedy, our very own Lincoln Kennedy, on oh. the Raider Radio Network. My goodness! Put aside the Kugel and Lockers on the first night of Hanukkah. And then, by the way, the memes went wild. Speaking of. Like, immediately, I saw one that said, uh, it was a picture of Chandler Jones giving the stiff arm to Mac Jones, right? And it said, for Chandler Jones, reindeer, and then Mac Jones, grandma. <laughs> grandma got run over by Because grandma got run over by that Man, reindeer. What a and stiff arm. What a stiff arm. Jones versus Jones. Chandler Ooh. came out on top. The Raiders win. The Raiders win. And guess who was there to witness it all? Our very own resident Raiders fan. G. What's up, Danny G? I thought I had seen some badass stiff arms in my life, especially from like Derrick Henry and guys like that. And yeah. women in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested, Danny. Leave me alone, Danny. Uh, no, no, that never happened. Uh, <laughs> what a freaking crazy experience that was. That was my first game at Allegiant Stadium. That was my wifey's first NFL game overall wow. in person. And the, it was a morgue in there. The third, fourth quarter, it was like, here we go again. This is the Raiders' season in a nutshell. Jump out to a big double-digit lead. Let it all go. Play keep away. You know, sit on the ball in the second half. Hope. What just was your mindset there? Because, again, you, you took this last-minute getaway. It looks like they're going to blow it. Were you thinking they might or be blowing you, it? Yeah, you're yeah. thinking that. Were you, were you feeling deflated at that moment? <laughs> like, I really oh, was. Man. You know what? All the Raider fans in there, this is when it got to the lowest point. Yeah. When the Patriots took that lead late in the fourth quarter, the, fan, the Patriots fans that had snuck in there, they were quiet the whole time. But then all of a sudden, they got brave because they finally had a lead, and that's when they were chanting defense while the Raiders were on the field. So all of a sudden, I was like, this would have never happened in Oakland. How Ooh. dare the visiting fans chant like that in our stadium. And I looked at my wifey and I said, we got to shut them up. I hope Derek Carr and the Raiders can shut them up. And, of course, Carr went down the field. And they were able to tie the score there with that crazy touchdown in the end zone. And then what happened with Chandler Jones on that final play? Holy Toledo, as Bill 17, King used to say. 17-3, the Raiders were up, and they gave up touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown before they 
you know, before that happened. So we're going to break it down. And is it one of the dumbest plays in sports history? We'll discuss next on Kavino and Rich. Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.